Welcome to What The If News. All the news that's fit to pod. Which is a lot, frankly. That's a lot. <laughs> you could fit so much in a pod. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not all the news that fits. <laughs> it's all the news that is fit, sort of in a pod. Oh, I see. No, you're using the definition two. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I never thought about that. It's the New York Times. Mm-hmm. That is their slogan on the on top of their... Oh, yeah, I always, I always assumed the Times slogan was just literally how much news they could fit on one yeah. page. Yeah. yeah. Didn't occur to me there was actually a quality issue involved there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we finally figured that out. That finally. Yeah. Only like 180 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, what what is this thing? Uh, this thing is uh, our supplemental what the if oh, that's good. Uh, where we try to keep up with the uh, whatever extraordinary news the microorganism world is bringing to us this week yeah that's good that's good news from the microorganism world mm-hmm. i don't know what that is that could be a good acronym uh, but to help us understand someone who has a, a true uh, perspective a good perspective on the microorganism world um is gabby panicia here from Rockefeller University. How are you, Gabby? I am good. Yeah, you know, I get the little microorganism weekly newsletter. You got to put it under a microscope, but it's very informative. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I like that. They do a press release. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, let's get right to it. So, yeah, but, sorry. What, what we do is uh, we have another. But see, suppose, Matt, someone listens to this show and they're like, or they, they have this feed. Because we have yet to we have yet to spawn a new feed. Eventually, this That's will true. probably yeah. spin out mm-hmm. into its own. But at the moment, people are getting two kinds of shows. So what's going on there? That's right. So it's important to distinguish, um, in a metaphysical sense, between the regular "What the If" show, uh, where we change something about the universe uh, and see where that takes us. It's our uh, improvisational sci-fi, uh, and then uh, "What the If" news, which is sort of the inverse, where we see how the world is changing us uh-huh. uh, and we react to that. Well done. Thanks. Well said. Um, so what we do is we read a news. Uh, Gabby brings us a, a news story that she has uh, jumped out at her is interesting. And uh, she will help us understand a little of the science between the lines. Um, so today, a real quick one. I'm just going to read a little excerpt here from the Washington Post. Uh, Jacqueline Pizer is the reporter. And the headline is, the University of Arizona says it caught a dorm's COVID-19 outbreak before it started. Its secret weapon, poop. <laughs> I'm not making it up. Not making it up. Um, that is the headline in the Washington Post. And here's what they say about it. On Thursday, officials said the technique worked and possibly prevented a sizable outbreak on campus. When a wastewater sample from one dorm came back positive this week, the school quickly tested all 311 people who live and work there and found two asymptomatic students who tested positive. They were quickly quarantined. (laughs) The the poop police. I mean, this sounds like there's a, the movie Brazil, uh, which we don't talk about enough. This could totally be from Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, They got uh, Bob Hoskins and, uh, the other guy, uh, show up, you know, to fix your plumbing. Quote, with this early detection, we jumped on it right away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we jumped on the poop right away, tested those youngsters and got them the appropriate isolation where they needed to be, said Richard Carmona, a former U.S. Surgeon General. Dr. Carmona, I, I apologize for, for being juvenile here. Uh, who is directing the schools, but it is appropriate for a school, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, who is directing the school's re-entry task force in a news conference? No comment. Uh, <laughs> continuing with the story, researchers around the world have been studying whether wastewater testing can effectively catch cases early to prevent COVID-19 clusters. There are programs in Singapore, China, Spain, Canada, and New Zealand while in the United States, more than 170 wastewater facilities across 37 states are being tested. Earlier this month, officials in Britain announced testing at 44, waste, uh, 44 water treatment facilities. The Netherlands has been collecting samples at 300. So, wow. so there's a whole lot of poop being that around the world, global poop mm -hmm. with colleges battling uh, this, you know, I don't mean to, to make either of you nervous. Both of you are at fine uh, colleges uh, with colleges battling large outbreaks around the country. The University of Arizona, which is trying a mix of online and in-person courses, elected to test to sewage from all 20 residence halls. Other schools are doing the same, including University of California at San Diego and Syracuse. University here in uh, New York State. On Tuesday at the University of Arizona, that screening process found signs of the virus in wastewater from a dorm called, <laughs> sorry guys, they named your dorm, Lincoln, Link, oh, okay. <laughs> the name is Likens Hall, L-I-K-I-N-S, or oh. Likens Hall. Unfortunate, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. although all students, shout out to Lickens Hall and Lickens Hall, although all students living in the dorm had to pass antigen tests before moving in, the second screening after the wastewater alert found the two positive cases. Nice. Uh, I'm just going to jump right to the end here yep. and just say, here's a quote. The, pr quote, the proof is there. They did not say the proof is in the pudding. I really uh, wish they did. <laughs> the temptation must have been extraordinary. <laughs> the proof is there that it works, and it does seem to be a very sensitive approach. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's, quote, this, uh, Thomas, Dr. Thomas says, I think it's a proactive way of trying to manage the potential for infection on the campus. Nice. So, Gabby. Yes. <laughs> the us. science of the poop. Mm -hmm. uh, so, one of the ways that uh, an infected person sheds this virus is through poop. And earlier in, you know, the pandemic, when people were just trying to get a grasp on how long people were infectious for, it was discovered that you could shed it uh, in poop for a lot longer than you would expect. Even people who would seem like they would recovered would still shed the virus. Uh, for additional amounts of time in their right. stool. Just let me let me know what every time you're that word you're saying shed. over and over again is shed s h e d. Yes. Therefore, Essentially no explicit just tag needed. Virus <laughs> coming out of your body that the virus is still maybe being produced in a couple of cells and is you know leaping out of your cells and since it does infect or at least seems to affect, um, like your your intestines, there is some ACE2 there. You've probably heard that there are gastrointestinal symptoms. That's yeah, you know, yeah, a region okay, that's yeah. infected. That's yeah. a region that's infected. Uh, so you are shedding virus. Essentially, the virus is being you know 
jumping off yourselves and uh, directly into everything that's moving through your intestines, which eventually gets kicked out the other end. Hmm. Uh, normally, we don't have to worry as much about uh, poop-based infection of other people since we have generally pretty good sanitation. Um, right. Yeah. But I guess it's, I suppose it's potentially possible to contact to contract it from like a fecal oral route, but don't want to think about that because that's pretty great. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, but, but of course, in, in pre-science times or in pre-sanitation, or you know, people used to throw their poop out the window. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In the good old days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so Gabby, I think one thing people might wonder about is, well, there's no way to do stuff being gross. All the poop gets mixed up, right? Yeah. Um, so when you're testing it, you're not testing a person, you're testing the whole group. So yeah, why, is that, why is that a helpful thing? So this is a lot like what we talked about, I think a couple of weeks ago with pooled testing. Mm -hmm. uh, so in pooled testing, it was kind of like if individual people go and get like a nose swab, they might pool all of their samples together, essentially pour a little bit of, from all of their vials together and then test them as a group. And if any one person comes back positive, then they test them individually. The perk of that is, you know, you use less materials. And if you expect that you have a low enough um, positive rate that you would see no one in the group come back positive, well, that's a great way to save on materials. So the reason okay. for pool testing essentially poop is because you're testing everyone in a building at once, basically every day. So this is a way of testing a sort of closed population, especially in a dorm where that's really where you live. And based on, I guess, the protocols that universities have, you're probably stuck there a lot more than you would be normally. Mm -hmm. So this is testing a very contained population every day. And it seems like they can get results from the poop faster than they would get someone to the testing facility. Ah, so okay. it's a pretty good monitoring thing where, you know, you're constantly getting information and you can, apparently it's fairly sensitive. So, if, I mean, they got it with only two infected people in the, in the building out of what, 300 people. Yeah. 311. So yeah. Which is yeah. a really awesome sensitivity. I think it's a great monitoring system. Uh, I'll be a little, uh, a little grody. I just, so. I just had an image of, you know, the, 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 the images we've seen, unfortunately, of people waiting for, uh, tests, uh, getting, get, waiting to get tested in cars, for instance, outside of New York, where mm -hmm. people have cars outside of New York. And uh, these long, long lines, you know, waiting, and uh, there's like military personnel around, and then you get up to the front of the line, and they swab your nose or whatever. I just had an image of like, in that long line of cars, there's uh, someone sitting with a van full of poop. It's like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> it's hot. Starting to smell. Get to the front of the line. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, and I, really, I am curious now about the volume. Like how to find, we don't really know the details of it, but it, it would be fascinating, I suppose. How much did they have to, how does that work? How does that test? So what? I'm actually yeah. trying to figure out, so I have open, uh, oh, I, I got it. Uh, so Amazing. I have open uh, a paper that was published a while ago, I think May, in BioArchive, which is a it is an online paper repository for scientists. The papers there have not yet undergone peer review, but it's sort of a way for scientists to put out their work before it goes through the process. And sometimes it gets refined based on the reviews from other scientists in the field and maybe where they think, yeah, you should do an extra experiment here or there, or this wording is unclear. But in this, it's been a great way for scientists to get the most cutting edge information. And even if it's not 
necessarily thoroughly evaluated by other scientists yet. If you're a scientist looking at this work and trying to figure out how does this affect my research on the coronavirus, it's, it's very helpful. Yeah. So this paper came from uh, Spain around May. And oh, the version that I'm reading, never mind, was posted April 29th, which is kind of cool. So they updated it clearly. And this was about a study that was done in Spain with their wastewater. So they, I, I don't, I'm not aware of aluminum driven flocculation, which is apparently the process that they use to concentrate the virus, which is just a fun name, mm-hmm. but they used 200 milliliters of sample water. So that was just the, oh, okay. That's not fair. You know, wastewater samples, milliliters, which is which not is, that how, much. how much is that, Matt? If I had a, um, that's, um, a, uh, small drink. Like if you bought a small soda. And to, okay. since we're talking about colleges, I might as well frame this in the most college way possible. That's about four shots. All right. Okay. Thank you. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah, we're looking for. That's about yeah. four shots of sewage water. <laughs> I, I just Worst feel like that's party relevant. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody spiked the punch. Um, so, uh. That is that is amazing. And now, Gabby, you were mentioning that this this technique had been it, it's not new that it, it's been used for other purposes. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, specifically testing this, they're using the same uh, PCR that they use, the same nose swab type testing technique. But actually, testing wastewater is something that gets done relatively frequently uh, for drugs, which is always nice. kind of funny. Uh, and it's essentially that if Cops are trying to figure out, you know, if there's if someone's making stuff in an area or if, uh, I don't know, someone flushed something at their latest bus, they will test the sewage water for like cocaine and other hard drugs, which is uh, not, I guess, where you would expect to see it. Yeah, sounds right. Well, have universities been doing it? Oh, that I don't know. I I suspect there's some privacy issues there. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Do you waive the right to it when you flush? That is an interesting question. Um, Whose property does it become? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the standard rule actually for things like um, medical samples is as soon as something leaves your body, you no longer own it. So that must apply to poop if it applies to biopsies. Hmm. Now, couldn't they have done? I imagine they could do DNA testing and actually know who that was, or no, it would be too scrambled. That's too scrambled. Okay, two hundred milliliters. So in other words, three. If you take three hundred and 311 DNA, 311 versions of DNA, you throw them all together, you can't. Yeah, it's not going to work so well. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And that has to do mostly with amplifying them out. So, a lot of the ways that we get a read on what the sample is that's there is by you make more of it. And the process Mm. of even sequencing DNA involves making more of it and just reading it as you make it individual piece by piece by piece by piece. And when you've got 311 different samples. Oh, God, I, I'm literally just imagining the uh, Sanger sequencing trace. It's just going to look chaotic. It's, it's just going to be like <laughs> lines overlapping in all different colors. It's going to look chaotic. Wow. You're going to need a few shots to start evaluating. Yeah, to that start data. straightening that out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, is this something? Is this. Uh, uh, it, this strikes me as something like, whoa, this is great. Like one of the biggest problems we have in this country, and you, you may not have this answer, but, you know, Certainly in the United States, uh, getting testing, it just continues to be a challenge for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And um, certainly a logistical challenge because the country is so big, but also, you know, there's been bureaucracy uh, screwing it up. But um, is this something that could greatly, like this ability to 
check. Uh, it's interesting because like the size of a dorm, the size of a building, let's say, is mm-hmm. interesting because it's not so huge that it's not that helpful. Um, but it's not so small that it, you know, it, like you're getting a nice, healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good balance. Testing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, like you're basically testing all 311 of those people at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is pool, right. I guess, like you said, this is about like, like the pool testing idea. Um, so what, what other further, you have a further takeaway? <laughs> Every, <laughs> there are so, you know, this is one of those things that lights up the pun factory. Exactly. Yeah. There's no way mm-hmm. around it. No and just this it. general sense that, uh, if you poop in the wrong place or if someone doesn't like your poop, they will come and take you away. <laughs> um, oh, you know, that's that an, is, it's an interesting kind of implication. Actually. Yeah. Wow. So these students, whoever they were, the two students were sitting mm-hmm. there possibly you know who knows how quickly they tested i'm guessing it wasn't <laughs> immediate but it'd be hilarious basically they busted into the bathroom and said you uh, yeah not that fast <laughs> but yeah that would be pretty funny um, i think it might even be better though like you're in your you're sitting in your class and yeah. two oh, two no. two men in black in suits and sunglasses <laughs> come in and they say i'm sorry i need to speak to you i think you mean men poop. in brown but yeah <laughs> the brown shirts I mean, could you um, imagine getting to college and failing a test that fast? That's right. <laughs> <in> the first <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, right. Do those? Uh, oh, we got to find out who these students are. And I'm sure that every school newspaper uh, or website uh, is, is on this story to find I'm out sure. what, their, yeah. what their experience is. Are they heroes? Probably heroes to some, villains to others. Yeah, you know, right. mm-hmm. uh, nobody, nobody has no opinion. Everyone has a very strong opinion about uh, these people. Um, so this tells us that from a privacy standpoint, actually, this, this would be an interesting what the if. I think, see, this may get bounced All right. to our feature presentation uh, the week one day, um, talking about how governments probably, or people are probably doing this like crazy. Yeah. I just never thought yeah, about that's it. That's a good idea. I think we could, yeah, we could do a full if on this. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're talking about how well, Google knows all this information about you, but meanwhile, somebody's sniffing your poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a sec- but that could, that's a help. It is, it's also a good thing, too. At, like all technologies, it has its good and its bad. Um, Gabby, any updates uh, on your, your laboratory? There was uh, someone had been tested positive, and even though you probably are all practicing among the strictest uh, protocols there are. Yeah, everyone is good. Uh, we all came back negative except for this one dude who he's he seems fine. I, we've, I've seen him on lab meeting and, you know, he looks OK. So he's right, pretty much holding news. it asymptomatic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, now, and, I think this would be so interesting to see how a group of scientists uh, like you guys deals with that. Like, is he is he or other people working to find out? Like, it, it's just an interesting puzzle, right? How did he get it? He doesn't know. So I, I actually don't know. I haven't heard any updates on that specifically because that's where he's working with like the occupational health office to try to figure out who it was. Because obviously yeah. if any of us had come up positive, then it would be a little bit more like, okay, there might be spread within our laboratory. Uh, but in general, whenever I come up with something and I'm sick, I just feel really betrayed. It's like the viruses, <laughs> come on. I thought I had your back. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if that's a common theme if, if he's just sitting at home like, oh, come on, man. I was studying you. I thought we had, like, I had an in, but. Uh. That, yeah, I could see that. Um, but obviously pooping 
uh, poop testing could be a factor. He, you know, they may be coming for your poop, Gabby. So just oh god, watch out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe um, I, I just come into the the lab bathroom and they've got a weird thing rigged up, and I I just don't want to know whose experiment that is. <laughs> Uh, Matt, any updates from from your uh, exciting transition back to school? Uh, I am getting trained on our new um, hybrid online classroom in half an hour, actually. Oh, um, all right. So I will let you know how it goes. Hybrid, like cyber. It's literally, literally. It is literally a cyborg classroom. That's right. Yeah. Half, half live, <laughs> half um, machine. Yeah. Now, who decides which students? Uh, that is a which- that is a story for another time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It isn't just purely voluntary, like, oh, some who, if you want to come, you come. If you it's don't, it's mostly come. voluntary. Um, but oh. d- depending on what the viruses think about things. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We'll learn more about the men in black mm-hmm. uh, who are filtering the hybrid cyborg classroom. NYU, by the way, sounded very exciting. More oh, than yes. yeah. mm-hmm. more than ever before. So um, wonderful. Well, thank you, uh, Gabby, again, for bringing us this fabulous story. Um, <laughs> Not the most glamorous, fabulous story. I was going to say, yeah. Boy, we'll the take, news this week. We'll take what we can get. Yeah. <laughs> the news this week stinks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it had to oh. be done. It had to be done. And I know that Kyle, <laughs> uh, our uh, editor, Kyle Crichton, who uh, comes up with the titles and the cover art, is going to have a blast with this one today. <laughs> so sure. shout out yeah. to Kyle. <laughs> um, and shout out to uh, our uh, amazing intern, uh, Howard Jung, uh, who's been uh, working on That's our right. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tweeting and, and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, so uh, we'll look forward to catching up with him as well. So uh, if you have not subscribed, please do so. You can subscribe to this thing. Uh, if you don't know how to subscribe, by the way, if you really, here's a, I'm talking now to you, those of you who keep hearing, you listen to podcasts and somebody says subscribe and you don't know what they mean exactly. You're don't, not exactly sure how to do it on your particular phone or computer or whatever your device contact us all you have to do is go to our website what the if.com in fact it just got a refresh i did a little brush up on the nice. design uh-huh. uh there's a big old thing there come right to the front page you can type just send us a message so say i don't know i've got a thing and i'll try to help you out um if you know how to do that and you're thinking about it now you have an image of when you subscribed wherever you did that you can also leave a review and that exa- generally in that exact same spot whether spotify or apple podcasts or on and on and on. Um, if you could leave us a review, that would be fantastic. I'm, I'm actually going to start reading some of the reviews so people can hear Good uh, idea. what people have yeah. been saying because you guys say very nice things about us and you give us a lot of stars. We appreciate that. Um, I think, you know, for this particular episode, I would settle for poop emojis. Five poop emojis yeah. <laughs> would be fantastic uh, if you would do that. And uh, in, in this feed, you'll hear this show and you'll also hear our weekly presentation, What the If, which will be the next one you'll hear probably uh, in a few days or so. Um, generally do the news around on Monday or Tuesday and generally do our big feature presentation, which is giant thought experiment, improv sci-fi on Fridays. Um, so stay tuned for that. Email us at feedback at whatif.com. Follow us on Twitter at at what the if show and find us on facebook and join our group and we'll start having discussions there uh you can talk about this would be a perfect episode actually we should yep, tell howard be good. here's like this is a topical one talk <laughs> about around the cookies and tea mm-hmm. yeah perfect um facebook.com slash what the if what the if with a question mark all right um anything you guys want to plug coming up 
you like to send people to? Any bits of information? Nah, not for me. No, no, it's been enough. Gabby, nothing no. exciting. Just, you know, sometime, in this day and age, nothing happening is... Not so bad. Yeah, this yeah, that's really good because it could get a lot worse. That's it my could... motto for 2020. It could just get a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. All right. Thank you, everyone. And uh, stay tuned to What the If, and we will see you next time. If I knew how to turn on the music, why, you know, why not go out with a, a whimper when, why, yeah, why, why not? not? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening.